Let me just tell you, boys. It's great. Oh, please, Dave. Tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained him. He's playing footy. He's trained. It's damaging, Jeeves. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back in the studio to review the outstanding win against the Dockers to preview the upcoming clash against the Crows Saturday afternoon at the SCG and everything else, Sydney Swans. Now, we have Noah in the, in the studio today. Fantastic to have you here, mate. Thank you, Debs. Uh, cracking intro as well. Got the shivers myself. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, we're up and about. There is no Madison Clark this week. He is away um, with business commitments. Hiking um, interest rates. He, he's, he's got plenty to do, but he's um, out at, at an event this uh, tonight, so he's sent through a voice memo, so we'll hear from him later on. But Noah, how was that performance on Saturday night, mate? We could not have asked for any more from our boys. It was brilliant, right? Um, We knocked off the dogs pretty well, pretty comfortably, yeah. and this was not one of those games. Yeah, we'll never in doubt against the dogs. It was sort of iced at quarter time, but it was a completely different story on Saturday night. Absolutely. It was a grind out, and look, we came home strong, and that's what we love to see out of our boys. It's, I think, one characteristic that we really have that a lot of clubs don't is that we fight until the end and we're always a chance of winning and look it wasn't like it we were behind and really chasing at the end there but they certainly had the momentum early and yeah, we needed well, to curb mate, that we were up against it in that first quarter Frio's pressure rating was through the roof like it was it was so evident that they were playing some really good footy there was pressure on the ball carrier the whole time we were trying to slice and dice a little bit, but it just it wasn't happening. And, and Frio's pressure was really good. They hit the scoreboard. They they put that scoreboard pressure on us, and we, we had to show some real grit uh, to work our way back into it. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, just the one of the performances of the year just to turn our game plan completely around. You know, in previous weeks, I've, I'm pretty sure you were relatively – critical of horse and maybe not having a plan B as was Mads and um, you know you, you, you want to see it but look that the proof was in the pudding there there's um, plenty of calls to be made from from the coach's box and ex- executed by the boys that's the biggest thing Noah is the execution of that um, hold on to the ball game style you know look for that free option don't kick long to a contest if there's someone play uh, free hit the target and that that's what the boys did yeah no um I was going to mention this because I have been critical of of the coaching in general and and I think I'm also critical of uh, people who question that as well like it's hard to know how much impact a coach has unless you're really inside the club so yeah. but it was so clear on Saturday night you saw you know after half time I reckon is when the when the boys started to really hold on to the game and control yeah. it from that half-back line, work it round and back their skills in as yeah. far as hitting targets and just waiting for opportunities to come. And they did it brilliantly. The biggest thing is skill execution, Noah. And the the coach's box has absolutely nothing to do with that. The, to, for the boys, we have some of the most skillful players going around and to be able to pull off a game plan like that requires 
like we keep using the word execution, but that's what it was. It's by your skills by foot and, you know, being patient and not being rushed and, you know, getting Fremantle frustrated. Absolutely. Yeah. It was that that was so good to see. And as you say, after half time it was fantastic. You know, we're down by nearly three goals coming into half time and you know we we start to peg it back there nicely. But even that second quarter, mate, we dominated that second quarter. Yeah. We just yeah. did not put it on the scoreboard. We've kicked two goals seven again. Oh God. It's a it's a it's it a big concern. That. The 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 kicking for goal is not good enough at the moment. Uh, it, it started to come good in that uh, second half. What have we kicked in the second half there? We've kicked well, three goals four in the third quarter. And then we've come home with five goals three. So, you know, we've still probably kicked more behinds than goals in that second half. It's um, Yeah, yeah, it's an ongoing issue, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the boys really need to tidy that up. Because, look, we, we've said it, and that is that our best is the best. We believe that. We absolutely believe that. But that doesn't mean that we can get away with, you know, this poor accuracy against the top teams when it really matters. That's going to become so important, and it needs to be tidied up before finals. Because, honestly, Debs, I'm feeling that we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get to finals. Um, yeah. It needs to be tidied up. Yeah, look, I'm very confident we make finals now. There's no doubt, especially with the having a relatively easy run home. But as we've seen so far this season, that doesn't necessarily mean we bank wins. Particularly in our case, yeah. we, we struggle against teams. Yeah, below when, the eight. when we're supposed to win, you know, yeah. we we tend to struggle a little bit. But look, at the fate is in our in our own hands for this season. If we start to come to the party every week, as we like to say, absolutely, uh, Noah, it's. Mate, we, we can make top four quite easily. We we put five wins on the board here against teams that we really should win. And look, the questionable one coming up is Collingwood. But it, it was funny. Today I was having a look at the ladder and their percentage is relatively poor compared to everyone in the eight. It's very poor. And, and that says a lot about the way you're winning. Yes, absolutely. Like, they are finding a way to win, but they are not putting sides away. You know, Adelaide was up in it up to their eyeballs. Um, North were in the in it up to their eyeballs the week before. They are not playing footy that is going to compete against the top sides. Absolutely. I, like I, I, yeah. I'm not worried about Collingwood as a threat. I, our best easily takes care of them, yeah. um, and it's just a matter of executing on the day. But they're just sort of moving forward. I thought that was an interesting thing to look at ladder-wise with, with the Pies. Mm, definitely. Look, they're a very young and exciting team to watch, actually. They've got a lot of young, great guys. And they are overachieving at the moment. They yep. really are. Um, you know, it's absolutely to their credit, though. They're performing out of their skins and they've taken some huge scalps. Yeah. However, I don't think that youth... And we've seen it as Swan supporters ourselves in the past few years. When the pressure gets really high, the youth don't quite hold up as well as the more mature players of the league. Yeah, and I think in in our case, we're sort of probably there us last year, and then when it came crunch yep. time in finals, everyone sort of crumbled in, in that yeah. pressure against GWS. Uh, I think that um, our guys are going to, you know, have a, a year's more experience, you know, players like Goulden, Warner, all those guys who played a finals game, they know that pressure that's going to come, you know, come September. So I think that holds us in really good stead. 
um, moving forward. But that that second half, even the start of that last quarter, mate, when Frio kicked the first two goals of the game, yeah. and, oh. you know, the pressure was on. We're, we were up by a few points going into three-quarter time, but, you know, lost the early, early lead there, down by 10 points. You I know, it, about that. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, it takes a gutsy team to come back and peg that back and, you know, keep composure and and execute like we did going forward. We we look so dangerous, mate. Yeah, so and dangerous. You know what? That is bloods at the moment. It really it has been all year. When you know Hawthorne was another great example. We were backed right up against the wall, and we just fought our way out. And even the games that we've lost, um, we usually make a fight back at the end. Yeah, no, it was so good to see like the the likes of Errol Goulden finding some form with with his shoe again. I th- I thought oh, yeah. he he really did well by foot on the weekend. You know, the left peg was back. You know, he found Haywood with that one in the last quarter. He kicked that really nice set shot. Um, and then that one from the boundary, G, I got excited Oh, my that. Lord. Yeah, how good was it? That was insanity. That, that just shows that the quality of player he is. He's so exciting. And so he had a bit of a lull the, the last four or five weeks, I would say, Errol. But, you know, he bounces back with a huge game like that. What's he had? 24, kicked a couple of goals as well. A little bit of scoreboard impact. Oh, we love scoreboard we, impact. We love Two scoreboard goals. Bloody hell. It's a big game from Errol. It's huge. He, he was part of the catalyst to get us going in that last quarter to put up, put the team on his shoulders. You know, you saw everyone when um, Chad got the hands out to him in the last call when he's on the boundary. Oh, yeah. They're like, go goals. He's like, they know he's more than capable they with that in. shoe. And bang, goalski. Yeah, Just absolutely. So- it's good. It's great to see. And you know, while we're on a while we're on a hot streak, let me bring up Chad Warner. Oh, we do every week we now. Do. Well, but look, his last month of footy has been insane. Yeah, it's it's mental that he keeps going from Epic. stride to stride. Thirty-five touches and a goal. And that a is goal. that is Brownlow numbers. If you're a Brownlow medalist contender, they're the numbers you're putting up week to week. He's nearly created his own kick, Noah. The, this outside of the <laughs> the left, well, outside of the right yep. shoe, bending away from the goals. He did it last week, running in, and he's done it again, getting the quick hands and you know shot. I, I looking at that goal live that he kicked on the weekend. I thought it missed. Yeah. You know, it was so close to that right hand um, goalpost. Absolutely, yeah. just snuck it in and. 11, what was it, 11 clearances or something stupid like that. He's absolutely tearing, tearing the competition apart. He's asserted himself um, on the competition. And, you know, the 10 coaches votes, um, there's definitely three three Charlies there for him I would too. have thought so, absolutely. Um, he, he was sensational, mate. And as you say, he just keeps going from strength to strength. Yes. Um, and what I'm loving as well is the, is the media is uh, finally giving him some of, of that attention. A bit of deserves. recognition. Fucking about time, I tell yeah. you what, because he he is performing as if he is one of the top midfield. I mean, he is performing as if he is one of the as fucking hell. He is one of the top midfielders no, in the he, comp no, he, at the moment. Yeah, he's he's got top ten. He's he's a top ten middle midfielder. There's no doubt. Is he our best at the moment? Oh, he's he he performing. Most, he has to be. most informed player at the in the at the club. Guaranteed. Yeah, I think Mills is still performing really strong. Um, and, you know, doing a lot of the things that the team really needs, which is that inside pressure, um, that just creating a bit of disruption when um, when the the ruck isn't going our way, which it wasn't on the weekend. Yeah. But it's it's really Chad who's executing outside of the mid, isn't he? Yeah. And, and Millsy's huge. He's, he's so important to our structure in the midfield because... He just does the defensive stuff so well, and that's not spoken about in his game, but he's had the nine tackles again. What do you have, 13 or something last week? They're, yeah. they're Jude Bolton numbers. Um, he's more than capable of getting that clearance as well, and he's just so reliable, Millsy. 
He, absolutely he had a down it. week last week, but he bounced back and he was back in, back in form. Yeah, absolutely. And Luke Parker, look, he's not, you know, playing that super tough, super reliable, um, you know, what we've come to know him as. Yeah. But the way he's contributing and with the way everyone else is playing, it's perfect. It's yeah. exactly what we need. He's winning the ball when he needs to, and he's and he's stepping up for the team when it needs to be done, right? Yeah, 100%. Now, I love the game of Tommy Papley. It's a, it's a couple good games in a row for Tommy now. He's hit the scoreboard, and he's just that, that creative flair that Paps has is something that's so important to the makeup of, of our side. And it's different compared to anyone in, this, anyone in the team and anyone else in the league, I believe. Yeah. He plays differently. He's got this zip yeah. that basically no one else in the league has, right? And it's... It's terrific that we've got it. Yeah. Like he is so Im- he's going to be so important for us as well going forward because when we need a spark in the midfield and you know I back Chad I back Mills but when we need a spark in the midfield he will be there and he is going to be a big moments player. Yeah, he reads the ball so well and we talk about taking opportunities, Noah. When he got that snap away, when it was so tight in the contest and, you know, there's play coming at him, but he manages to get it through that gap and snap that ball over. That was huge, mate. Huge part of the game, you know. Heaney getting it inside, bit of creativity, get it to Papley, and he finishes. That's It's so good. It's so important. And perhaps he's going to have a huge role, um, yeah, like a, a huge responsibility to how we go um, moving into September. He's yeah. so important to what we do. He is. He's going to be. He's going to be absolutely key. But can I jump in with Robbie Fox oh, once again playing so a good. ripper game? And this is a thing. Someone gets a a decent run at it. What's he played three or four games in a row now? Yeah. Since probably the Melbourne game, may have missed one in between. Or sounds about right. Yeah, I, I'm I happy think with so, that for but now. He, he's had 24, 13 grabs. And he's gone at 92%, mate. That's incredible. It's insane. It's such a good game by Foxy. And, you know, we, I trust him so much with the ball. As, so much. Like yeah. Good decision maker, calm, never looks under pressure, will take the ball out if he needs to. He's just been fantastic, Foxy. This is actually, and I'm looking at the stats now, and this is an unreal game. There's seven intercept possessions in there, seven contested possessions. He's, he's all over it. And you know what? He was a guy... You know, for the past even three, four years, where he has really been on the periphery, and we've come to accept that he's just going to be a reliable guy to bring in the team when someone goes down injured. But at the moment, I, I tell me if you don't think this, but he's got his spot, and yeah. I don't see anyone taking it off of no, him anytime soon. No, definitely not. They're, he's banking points. He's banking points, and I, I might uh, put my hand up and take some responsibility for this because, you know, <laughs> I did have that chat with him at Electric, and, you know, we're talking Swannies and talking about how frustrating it's been not being able to get a game. And But, look, he's he's absolutely come to the party, Foxy, and that's a, that's a really – that's probably his best game for the club. Yeah, look, you know? I'm happy to claim responsibility there as well because, you know, I got down to the Coburg game in the VFL, and – he was unreal that game, and I backed him in. I, I even think I came on the pod and and and, you know, I was I was I was raving about how good Fox, Fox was. was yeah. He's ready to come back in the side. He's come back and he's killing it. Yeah, I'll tell you, show show that form in the VFL, and you know, it comes to fruition. Um, if you're, you know, if you're the capable player. Yeah. So no, re- really happy for Foxy that he's um, you know, locked down a spot there and and you know, making an impact on games. It's, oh it's, yeah. It's really big. Yeah, absolutely. I think one more thing on him that I love is that when he gets the ball, he's not afraid to move with it. Yeah, yeah he'll he'll cut up defenses. You know, he'll 
take run territory. to where he needs to. Takes territory yeah. and then will kick the ball. Right, yeah. he kicks it. He is damaging, damaging, he is damaging, and it's oh, it's fucking great to watch. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Now I thought the first half. You know, really tried to set the tone when, you know, a lot of players weren't was Ofo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think because I was, um, you know, I was talking to my brother about, you know, who I thought played well. Uh, I I didn't watch the game with him this week. So, yeah. uh, And uh, look, as I brought up players, I kind of realized I felt that I was, it was the same story of a bit of a slow first half, but then really came out and, you know, the second quarter was good, but the slow first quarter and then, you know, really turning it on afterwards. Um, and I felt that was, you know, the it seemed to be a running theme across most of the team, but probably not Oflo. Yeah, he was really good. That He was sort of kept us in, in the game to a degree. You know, we had that, what do you have, 13 to half time. He had eight in the first quarter. I thought his first quarter was really good. You know, showed a bit of that dash. Because um, I think people are getting, they know that, uh, Liz Blakey yep. is, you know, a real driver off halfback yeah. for us. So they put a little bit of time into him. You know, that leaves Oflo opening up the game and he's got wheels, he's got composure, and he's got a good right foot and he's starting to make really good decisions. So I was very happy with his first half. Um, but, you know, when, you know, the team sort of came and, and that game style after half time, it sort of doesn't suit the way Oflo plays. Yeah, but, yeah, I tend um, to that, agree. That, that first half was, yeah, really good. Yeah, no, Loved it was great. It. Um, and I don't want to come down with a, a dampener here. Not a dampener, but I just want to see if uh, you're critical of any of, um, you know, the games of... Sorry, I have one here just before. Um, we'll go with like a Clark. How did you feel Clark went? As uh, Ryan, your Ryan boy. Clark, Ryan, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. Rizzle Dizzle. Rizzle Dizzle. I th- you, only, you didn't hear Jordan Clark's name said too much, did you? You didn't. So he's Brayshaw only, as well. I mean, he, he had the 20. That's not as many. Brayshaw, I was trying to work it out all game. Yeah, it was not noticeable that there was a tag on Brayshaw. I'm putting it. Mm, yeah. It was, I think it was more of a one-on-one battle. Yep. I think Mills went to him a little bit one-on-one. And yep. also Parker. Yep. And then uh, Rizzle Dizzle took care of the Clark off, off half back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he's taken another scalp, mate. He, he's been really good, and there's going to be some roles coming up for him in the future weeks. He goes to um, JD this week, Jordan Dawson, I think. Oh, Jeez, he's going to cop some abuse hurts. at the riser, I think, Every this week. Every time I think of Jordan Dawson, it just hurts me, but, man. Look, there, there's a role there for him next week as well. I think it's underestimated in the AFL how important that player off halfback is, and they're not taken out of the game enough. It's probably now... You know, big claim. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it's probably the most important role in the game at the moment. You see, every every good team has guys that can work it off the half back, and that's basically where the game is played now. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, there's there's a role for him. Keep him in. He's. I don't think you can't say he's setting the world on fire, that Ryan Clark, but he's getting the getting the job done. Yeah, look, twelve touches, and I actually don't like to measure by that disposal no, count as no, much. No, definitely not. Um, but I did notice in the first quarter, he was he throws his body on the line like yeah. he really does. He, if the ball's there to be won, he will put his head over it. He'll take yeah. hits, and we need that. Like we need that. There's guys who won't do it yeah. at times, or you know they've got they're playing in a different way. But not Ryan Clark. When the ball's there, he puts his head over yeah, it. I buddy, love it. You can't question that about him. But yeah, definitely a few important weeks coming up for Ryan Clark to Absolutely. really. Say, I want to be part of this team moving forward for years to come. Yeah, you know? yeah, guaranteed. 100%. But Haynes, 18 touches, kick one goal, two, five grabs. What do you think? 
those are good stats. Um, but I did find myself throughout the game, and uh, you know, tell me if you feel the same. But I was just like, "Where's Heaney?" Still did in the There's moments where, like, maybe five to ten minute periods where I just I can't find him. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel that too. It's, um, he's just dangerous. So it, yeah. he, he stands up, takes a grab. He's had five. You know, if he kicks straight on the weekend, you know, he kicks three goals, and it's a stock standard game for Haynes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but look, I thought he was more than serviceable, but. Just in and out a little bit, but I think you're always going to get that playing forward, man. It's like yeah. buddy, it's like buddy on the weekend did nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, he was very quiet. You know, he had a few yeah. few nice marks in important times mm. and kicked that goal on the halftime siren as well, which was really important to kick. Um, can't be underestimated how important that was. But it's great to get a result like that without having to, you know, worry about buddy executing for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And look, Relying before... on Buddy. There was no reliance whatsoever on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And b- but before we start, um, you know, uh, particularly some of the, you know, the faithful on the interwebs, uh, you know, in the comments of the Instagram posts and whatnot, before we start, um, you know, claiming that we don't need Buddy anymore, just we got to remember as well that he demands an attention in that forward line. Takes the best defender up, every week. Yeah, he's going to free up other forwards and that's still a very important yeah, role, may, even may, when he's not playing Maybe well. not quite on the weekend. Um, it, look, they sort of had a, a good match-up with, what's his name? I forget who... Uh, it was uh, uh, Griffin Logue. Griffin Logue. Yep. You know, he's not their best defender by any means, but um, a lot of players but he don't... matches up well. Yeah, a, a lot of teams don't have a good match-up for Buddy. So he takes a defender away, and that allows you know players like Haywood. Haywood was good on the weekend to get. I thought, who, you know, I actually think he was. A, I would actually contend he was a bit better than good yeah. because I. And this is another one of those ones where I don't like measuring it by that disposal count because he'll have, you know, a ten to thirteen touches each week, but his touches are usually far more important than the touches of other players because when he is one on one, he wins. Yeah. And, um, you know, the ball's up in the air, that that big bomb that comes out the back line. Um, if Hayward's underneath it, one-on-one, he always wins. Just he, watch it. He, fi- he finds good it. body position, man, because yeah. he always he, he tends to go... I've said this before on the pod. He goes to chess mark a lot, which kills he me does. a lot of the time. He does do that. But he's he finds that good body position yep. that... It, Tends to come out okay yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. Kicked a good goal for us as well. Such a good goal. Very and important. Errol pinpointing him, absolutely oh, finding oh, him lace oh. out. That was then, sex on the footy field. Yeah, oh, and then Haywood around the corner. That's what uh, dreams are made of. Absolutely. Blakey quiet again, but that's okay. There's time going into him. I'm not too concerned. He's going to come to life. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's done his bit. Um, he still attacked the contest hard. Um, he, uh, you know, he did his job for the most part. Robbie Fox did a lot of what, you know, Blakey does normally as well, which is, yeah. it's a good thing as well. We love Robbie Fox doing good things, and as long as he's doing it just as well. Um, I did notice as well that Blakey had a few kicks that were just pinpoint as yeah. well, and I love that. He, I think he's getting it done defensively at the moment too. You don't see his player kicking goals and that type of thing. You I'm, don't. I'm confident in his, in his you know, defending ability, which yeah. you, you don't see... Um, you know, you might question it with like a Jake Lloyd or something like that. You know, that offensive yeah. halfback yep. role. But no, I, I think Blakey's been okay, and he's he's due for a big game. It's going to come. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we can we can count on him when when we need to as well. Yeah. So very excited for that. Pat, Patty and Tommy up back. Um, I did notice that. Um, maybe. Frio had him figured out a little bit in that Paddy is yeah. ready to run off his man 
and he is far more neglectful of his man than Tommy is, but with you know with purpose, right? That's yeah. his role. Picks his time. He's meant to be doing that, but I think they exposed that a little bit on the weekend because they it was Bailey Banfield who I thought had a really good game for them. Yeah. Kicked a few important goals, had some really damaging touches, yeah. and I yeah don't think that we covered that as well as we could have at times. Yeah, it did look vulnerable at, yeah. at times. I I agree with that, but you know I think that's what you're going to get with an intercepting half back you know yeah it's a risk it is a risk it's risk fee reward and when it comes off it's fantastic but you know if they don't quite get to that contest or impact that contest it you know it can come back to bite you yeah now i mentioned this to you um i went to mention this to both you and mads um directly after the game right i was completely wrong about hickey versus Sean Darcy, yeah. yeah. Um, You guys mentioned that you thought Hickey would probably get beaten by him, and you were look, you were absolutely right. He did. Um, In the ruck, in the pure ruck statistics, he was absolutely dominated. Yeah. And I thought Hickey wasn't really doing as much good in the first half. He came good in the second half, I think. Did a few important things for us, but yeah. Now, did Laddams play VFL? He did not. Oh, Jesus. Actually, you know what? I'll just check that yeah, just while we check, talk about because it. Because I think we're still a big bodied uh, ruckman short when it, when it comes down to it. I think we'd normally go looking for, you know, the recycled ruckman, um, you know, come trade time and draft time. I think that's what we need because I think Hickey probably goes around one more year, but he's laboring and he's, he's always going to get, you know, touched up with those big bodied Ruckman. You know, Sean Darcy's a brood of a man and yeah. you know that he was non impactful um around the contest. He was, yeah. I, I still think he did some great things. He he came into it a bit late. Yeah. But you know, that's not might not be quite good enough come later in the season. When it season. comes down to pure ruck work, there was no impact. There was no yeah. impact really. Yeah. And and we even saw this with um Reed, who is actually pretty good in the ruck as well. I think he's only had the four hit outs. Yeah. And he I didn't feel he was as comfortable there yeah, as he has so been what's in previous it, what, weeks. Nineteen compared to forty-eight hitouts. Yeah. Now, that's a big discrepancy. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Sean Darcy's taken forty-one of those. Yeah, monster. He's, look, he's a great ruckman. Um, he, at the very least, he's only had the eight touches. I don't recall him doing, you know, anything crazy good with yeah. what you know with some of those hickey specials that we get. Yeah. Um, that we that we love. Um, I don't think Sean Darcy was able to do much of that. So maybe that's to Hickey's credit, but. Yeah. Yeah, look, he he has lost. Sean Darcy wins that one. Yeah, and I think he's just slowing down a little bit, Hick. But we, I love what he does, and he provides a bit around the ground, and his contest works good. Um, but he is slowing down. He's not getting any younger. So I, I, that's what I'd probably like to see coming into the trade period and that type of thing. Go look for a you know a, a big bodied ruckman who's going to help us, and then you know Sam Reed can pitch it. Yeah, um, absolutely. For yeah. when when Hickey's all all done. Yep. Juzzy. Yeah, I, just not noticeable. Yeah, that's exactly. I was going to say the same thing. I just felt there were times when he, I mean, he's had sixteen touches, yeah. and I feel that it was another one of those came good later in the match. It, it's serviceable. It's um, it's funny. We've just got contributors at this stage, and you need it. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. But like Warner's standing up, Mills is standing up. Jake Lloyd's last month has been really good since that Melbourne game. Yeah, been yeah. sensational. He's sharpened up. He has one hundred percent. Parks has been good. It's the same sort of guys stepping up every week. Um, and if these guys start to find a, a bit of form, you know, Heaney as well um, has been really good. But you know, start, Blakey playing more consistent games. McInerney 
impacting games. When they start to do that, Rowie as well, you know, that's when we're probably going to go to that next level yeah, that yeah. we need to go to. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, Rampy was quite good. as He's been stepping up as well. Um, I still think that uh, in the one-on-one battle, he got beaten a bit. I can't remember who by. He might have been... I feel like he was outmatched. It was, he was on someone bigger and Tabner, I reckon. Yeah. And I think he got beaten a few times. Yeah. Um, but he, when he has the ball, he's looking a lot better than he has for the past year and a half. You know, that quite, that rough period that he's had. Yeah. yeah. But all in all, mate, it was just a sensational win to, you know, beat a fellow, um, you know, side working for that top four position. You Young know, sitting, side coming through. Sitting in the four um, to... Yep. Show composure like we did on the weekend to execute a game plan like we did. A bit of Plan B action, Noah. It's uh, absolutely. It, it's so good, mate. And to walk away winners, three goals. You know, Dill Stevens with the icing on the cake. Yeah, um, really yep. good to see. And you want to know that? You want to know something else as well? Here's a quick fact for you. We have now beaten three of the top four, four. sides. Well, who that's else is mental. that in Brisbane? Brisbane, Brisbane the is the only other to. one that yeah. we and we've beaten them in the past. You know pretty comfortably as well. Yeah. I, I'd refer back to yeah, that just the start sh- of last year. That just shows our, our best is more than better enough. We keep saying it. Um, it's the best in the comp, but just need to keep executing and um, you know, just start to kick straight at goal. That's a, a real fundamental that will make a difference to our game and put some scoreboard pressure on the opposition. We'll start putting sides away if we can fix that up. Definitely, mate. But we'll be back with a bumper social seg right after this. Welcome back to True Bloods, Noah. Big social seg coming up. As always, we love a little bit of social engagement. We love a bit of social engagement. When they were popping off post-games, it's always so good when the, when the boys win. You just see their messages come through on the Insta. They're coming through on the, on the <laughs> Facebook Messenger as well. There's hype. Everyone's up and about. Yeah. It's so good to see. Yeah, yeah. not as not as good when um, when we have a loss. It's a little, always a little bit quieter, and there's a few more whacks. Yeah, when, uh, oh yeah. When, People when, are upset. They want heads to roll. It's an emotional. It's an emotional game, Noah. It's an emotional it game. It really mate. is. 100%. But first one comes through from Joshy Hole. Here we go. Let's hear it. All right, boys. I'm a few beverages deep, okay? <laughs> but Chad Warner might be the best player to ever play AFL football. Don't know about might be. We're coming for the top four. And we're not only doing that, we're winning the fucking flag. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, boys. Yeah, lid's now, off. I love it. <laughs> Oh, we love that from Joshy. How good's that? The lid is off. The lid is off, absolutely. Now, your brother's got th- one. Oh, beautiful. You know, I reckon it was pretty good from what I see because it's just got laughing faces is the response. So yeah, here we okay. go. Big Sammy. Hey, True Blooders. It's the Roy boy here. The Roy boy. I just want to congratulate you. I'll have to explain this. Purple win. Well done, boys. <laughs> Cheers. Go on. I'll have to explain this one. So, and Sam's warned me about this one already. This is one of our mates, uh, Cody, who's sent this through. He's a Brisbane Lions fan. Uh, family goes back into the Fitzroy days. So he's um, dubbed himself the Roy boy <laughs> and um, and sent through a little snippet. He did one earlier in the year as well, but didn't get didn't get played. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Roy boy's just given us a congratulations. Yeah, good on you, Roy boy. Shout out to your legend. Um, <laughs> We've got big Ethan here. Ethan Rumrell, constant contributor. Oh, absolutely. Now, boys, what a fucking win. But let me just say this. If we don't offer Chad Warner around the same offer that we offered Buddy Franklin <laughs> back in 2013, I'm going to bloody call for, a, call for an out to John Longmire. Honestly, we need to offer that guy fucking $10 million a year. <laughs> 10 million a year. He's the key to success in the next couple of years for us. 
We need to offer him as much as we possibly can. Yeah, look, he's going to get a big contract. He will. There's He'll no, get it. He'll no get doubt. It. I think he's contracted to the end of next year. Yeah, okay, that's um, nice. So it's it's always good. We did sign him up pretty pretty quickly after what he showed last year, I think. Yeah, I think it might be worth touching on now um, as well. Um, his brother, Corey, in the VFL, for the faithful that um, don't get around to much VFL, I can give you the update there, and Corey is sharp. Um he was a guy that came into the side, I think I might have mentioned already, um, as a very raw kind of player, more of an athlete-looking yeah, type. Wiry. He's a lot yeah, wiry. A lot more wiry. Just very... Didn't didn't actually quite... I, I Look, my opinion is that he didn't quite fit in almost, right? Yeah. But he is everywhere. He looks like he is the type of guy who works his ass off, and yeah. he could play some AF, good AFL footy next year. Yeah, look, it's it's funny you, you bring up his name because I don't watch too much VFL, Noah, but I did happen to watch the uh, the game against the Demons, Casey yes. Demons, yep. and Corey Warner showed a bit. He was, you know, he was he had a, kicked a good goal on his left foot from distance. Yeah, you know, he's got a good peg on him, and he just showed a bit. You could say, "Yep, this guy could be a player." So that's always good to hear that he's uh, developing well in, yeah. in the VFL. Yeah, yeah, he shows that each touch is so important, and I love that because he doesn't always get many, but he yep. is just damaging. So damaging. Hopefully, we get to see him. Definitely, mate. Next one comes through from Maddie Donnelly. Here we go, Maddie boy. Good morning, good morning, Bloods fans. Holy shit. How bloody good was that? And how good is this Sunday? That was our best performance in three years of footy. Backs against the walls, top side after that first quarter. Unbelievable. I just saw some footage of the 2019 draft. And if anyone this is good. wants to jump yeah. on YouTube and have a look, do yourselves a favor and scroll across to an hour and seven minutes and seven seconds. Uh, Chad Warner got picked up at number 39. And when that he pick did. happened, yep. Kinnear and, and Dale Rimple looked at each other and gave a little handshake under the desk. <laughs> and tell me the last time two recruiters did that after pick 39. I harped on about him last week and I'll harp on, harp on about him again. Sign this kid up for our future. Because he is an absolute star and he is already in the top category of midfielders in our game. That's me done. I will see you boys at the Rising Sun next week. Love it. Go the Swans. Yeah, Good we'll, man. We'll see Maddie down there for sure. But yeah, look at as we've already touched on, Chad will be in for a big contract. It'll probably be a five year deal because that'll take him to free agency. Yeah, if he know, stays seven, consistent, seven, that's how it'll years, go. You know, yeah. He's going to be on, he's got to be on eight or nine hundred thousand. So if he keeps it, chance. If, if, if he keep, stays consistent, stays yeah. consistent, um, and you know, coming into the end of next year, that's the, the money he's going to um, demand. It's for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Now we got one through for Big Wazza. Wazza. Wazza Brown. Here we yeah. go. Love it from Wazza. <laughs> wow, we, Mr. Errol Goulden and that left boot, calls a cucumber rising to the occasion at critical points of the match to swing that momentum. And the Chad, one word to describe him, elite. It generally looks like he's enjoying his footy, and the scenes between Chad and John Longmire post game should bring joy to any fanatic. Free votes, see Warner. 
For mine. For yours. The Swans are building nicely at the right end of the season. The right mix of talent in the 22, maturing to play controlled footy when required and hitting the corridor when it was on. It was the definition of a blood's win against the odds, away from home, against a side that has been informed this season a full 22-man effort. Finally, I must pay homage to the faithful, manifesting a three-quarter time something like this. Manifesting. (laughs) Manifesting. Cheers to consistency, faithful. Up the bloods. I'll just jump in there quickly. Oh, I'll po- so. apologise for the intermission there. I'm not too sure what happened with the phone. I did my best, but yeah, good from you, was I? Yeah, absolutely. And look, crossing back to you, Debs, do you tend to agree? Do you love Chad Warner as much as the faithful do? I do. I absolutely froth him. <laughs> I do. He's brilliant. He's going well. Um, here we go. We got Joshy Maxwell. He's got one here. No, I'll get his up. Beauty. Here we go. Well, it's Sunday morning, lads, and the magnificent. Mad's manifestations led to a magnificent victory in the Wild West. What a superb effort last night. First quarter, a bit dodgy. Second quarter, strong. Just not accurate in goals. We just got to tidy that up and we are a real contender. Fantastic pressure again. Tackling through the roof, controlling the ball. Love it when someone's playing on a huge ground like Optus. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well done, Mads. you got to move the line again. Walk on the dogs. Uh, how, how's Mads getting all the, the credit with the manifestation? Yeah, what's, I was confused about that as well. Look, I know I don't necessarily bring as much as you guys do with that manifesting, but I thought you were a bit stiff there, Dobbs. Oh, very stiff. I'm a, I'm a bit offended there, um, Joshy, mate, but uh, that's all right. These things happen. we got uh, Gowie, your man. Oh, I love Your Gowie. man, Gowie. Here we go. <laughs> 43 seconds. Nice timing. Okay, going to actually add an actual comment to this. Um, looking at the actual top eight, we pretty much got like a 70% chance of playing in Victoria. So Ooh. MCG or Geelong, which we play pretty good at. Um, so the real only scary ground would be Brisbane. And I can't really see us playing in Brisbane. We're, pro- we're probably going to be finishing close to each other. So if we do play against Brisbane... It'll be at the MCG, so definitely we're going to likely play at home, or play in Victoria, or you know, very, very like unless we do really, really badly, play at Brisbane. Ooh, up the buds. Cheers, Gowie. Yeah, not sure about that, Gowie. I don't <laughs> think we're playing uh, Brisbane in Melbourne. Wouldn't have thought so. No, we might play him in Sydney or uh, up at the Gabba, but that's all right, Gowie. We love it. Now we had a bit of a message through from. A special contributor to the show. We've got George Molner's mum oh, has yes. has come through, and George, big Georgie is a is a big fan of the faithful, and the faithful love Georgie. I was going to say I'm I am a big fan of Georgie personally. I love his work, and I love what he sends into us. Yeah, he's he's been really good, and we love his contributions. But he plays his hundredth game. Um, for his local footy side out there, out there at One Turner, yeah, One Turner FC. Yep, I'm so, an Eastern boy myself. That's it. So a big shout out to Geordie for his hundredth game this week. Um, the, uh, from here at True Bloods HQ, George, we wish you the best, mate. We uh, we love the contributions that you send through, and you're a big part of the show, mate. So 
Um, yeah, loving what you do, and hopefully you can kick a snag or two. Your mum d- actually did send through a video of you taking a big contested grab. And Huge, Mark. Kick, I loved it. Kicking a snag as well. So, um, yeah, was very good, good technique see, on the kick. Um, I reckon we send him up to the SCG. We can get him, you know, side by side with Heaney, and Heaney might actually pick up a thing or two, you know, pass it around the group, and we might start kicking accurately. Um, Thanks, Georgie Molnar. Yeah, so best of luck for the weekend, mate. But here's uh, your voices coming through as well. We finally have a star midfielder. Last two years, like I get, uh, like my friends who are Melbourne supporters or Melbourne, like you know, base teams, they would come up to me and ask, George, who's your best midfielder? And I always went, oh, it's debatable. It could have been Josh Kennedy. You know, it could be Luke Parker. It could be Heaney when he go in there. We didn't have that certain number one midfielder. But now we do in Chad Warner. He the stat the event stats were mad as well. Eight hundred meters game and like second best was like Oliver Florent with five hundred and forty. It's not even close. He had the most um clearances by a mile. I think he had the most inside fifties by a mile. Just just mad stats. And then He's got a second part here as well. Yeah, after the game, for, I don't know. This was with Fox, so it wasn't armchair experts, but it was some <laughs> shitty analysis. <laughs> Loves people. the shows. Yeah, and they were they were talking about Chad for two seconds, and then they compared him, and then they brought up Dacos, and Dacos is forty get forty disposal for a three goal game, and they said they went to Nathan Buckley. Who do you think is better? You know the ex Collingwood coach. Yes, he's not gonna. Yes, he's gonna be biased towards fucking Dacos. <laughs> Good on you, Georgie. But mate, um, yeah, once again, best of luck for the weekend. But yeah, Chad's in some sort of form, mate. It's, no, it really um, is. It's so um, good to see. It's brilliant. Um, I just look. It has been a, a real lids off kind of night for Chad Warner, and, and look for good reason. He's playing that well. Um, just. Got to just be just temper it a little bit though, faithful. We don't want to blow him out of proportion and yeah. let it, you know, because it, we know this stuff can get to players, you know. We don't want to be putting too much pressure on and we just want Chad to keep playing the way he is. And once he gets there, if he can do that for a year, yeah, you know, go your hardest. 100%. But we've got Baylor coming through here, mate. So you're at Baylor. One more plan B's. Just, just keep changing the game plan throughout the game instead of just sticking what with what you know that worked and the fact that i now know we have a second plan b gives me a bit more confidence in the coaching stuff second chad warner i have no words just just i have no words there it is again i know they were talking about that he could be a brownlow medalist one day definitely and three buddy just take the 500 you're not going to get anything better from anywhere else. And it was shut up the media. And I actually want him to talking about something important. Like how we destroyed Fremantle on the weekend. And dismantle was the correct way to describe that. Yeah, 100%. Now, Baylor's the one who came for Horse's head the other week. Yeah, okay. And that's what sort yeah. of raised, it, raised the discussion. But, yeah, it's clear there's um there's enough alternative ways to play footy. You know, you, you can't be playing something different every week and be able to execute it like 
like you can. Of course, of course. It needs to be practiced and, you know, played um, consistently. That's how you get good at something. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a play something different every week for mine. Oh, for yours, Dave. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> there's got to be a bit of consistency in the way you play to be able to execute every week. But, Absolutely. no, it is, it is good. Now, we will bring up the, the buddy contract thing. Did, did that come up last week? I nah. I, I reckon this was close. after we recorded. After the um, a day after, I reckon. Yeah, because yeah, we mentioned it in our little group chat. We so did. I reckon that's yeah. yeah. Now it's interesting. My personal point of view is you for pay, yours, Debs. For mine, it's uh, <laughs> you, you pay him five hundred. If he doesn't want five, take five hundred. He can go. Personally, oh, see, okay, I'm as as far as the you know the pure what's good for the team goes. Yeah. I see that, right? We don't want to be paying him too much late in his career. We want to free that up for the younger guys. Um, He's also stealing a bit of that room from Logan. Yeah. And that, look, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Logan will get his time. Yeah. But he is kind of hindering his development in that way, There's no doubt. It's a good good point to make. The problem is, is that spiritually, Debs, that would fucking kill. As a Swan supporter, it was incredible to have... A, a name like Buddy Franklin come to the Swans. Yeah. If we lose him, just it'd be just a sour year, and that'd and I think that'd hurt. Well, it's I'm not either this year or next year, anyway. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm not saying we we go out and you know open the checkbook and let him fill out what he needs to, but yeah. I, I I do think that we've got to value that as well because yeah. I'd love to just see him retire as a Swan. That's all yeah, I want. I, I don't think he's going to go and play for another club. There's no way he goes so. goes somewhere else for a year, but we definitely need to keep the, the big picture in in play because there is, so, there is so much young talent on our list that needs to be signed up. And, you know, 100,000 here or there can be the difference to keeping a player or not keeping That's a, a player. player. That's one young player. Especially when they're younger. You know, 100 grand's a lot. Yeah. Look, and I, but I do think as well that maybe even you know a lot of those rumours were kind of squashed pretty quick as well. It sounded like probably just a, a slow news day for Robbo. Yeah. Um, and you know Fox have thrown out a few huge claims, not just for the Swans but across the league as well. So look, I wouldn't be as concerned. I think Mads sort of touched on this in he, on, on a story throughout the week as yeah. well. Um, it's I don't think we need to get too concerned. I don't yeah. think yet. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. Now we'll go with Matty Stavros. We'll get his one through. Stavros. Hey lads. Don't know about you, but during that first quarter I was a bit concerned. Um Freo's pressure was immaculate. I don't think I've ever seen a team just provide so much pressure in that first quarter. I think it was like two hundred and thirty on the pressure gauge, whatever that means. Yeah. Um was really, really impressed with the way we turned it around. Um, full credit to Horse, I reckon. Yeah, for, yeah um, absolutely. Completely changed our game plan to that chip style that, um, yes, it was, a, it was a bit boring for non-Swans fans to watch, but, geez, it was good for us. Completely turned the game around. Um, Freya didn't really have any answers, did they? It nah. was unreal. Um, bit of a danger game this weekend, I reckon, against the Crows. Hopefully... <laughs> You know, usually we're not too great on the Saturday afternoon, but hopefully we can turn it around and just keep winning. Try to get that top four sport. Go to the Bloods. Good on you, Matty. Yeah. Um, look at that. The day games haven't been too good um, for us so far this season, but yeah, nothing to worry about. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, hopefully it'll it'll sort itself out. I'm hoping for a huge win against Adelaide. Um, yeah, we need it. We need to knock them off. We'll get to that. But there's 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 bigger things at play here with. Adelaide. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, we will go with Damien Arnold. Damien Arnold, let's go. 
Let's go. Oh, boys, excuse my French, mais c'était quoi ça, putain la merde? Le putain de soin, ils ont perdu de nouveau contre les Crows. The fucking Crows. How did we lose to the Crows, boys? I don't understand why we keep on losing to these awful teams. That's five times we've lost to bottom 10 teams this year. I can't believe it. But seriously, boys. If we want to be considered as a realistic <laughs> top force team, we got to beat the bloody Crows this week. I'm not buying into any hype until we pummel those Crows. Until Rory Laird has 20 disposals and the Swannies win by 40 points this weekend. That's what we need to be doing. That's what we need to be doing if we want to be considered as a general, a realistic top four chance. We can do it. Absolutely. But boys, I'm a bit... Shit scared for this weekend. <laughs> Got to get it done, boys. Up Got the Swannies. Bit of, bit of reverse manifestation there. I was I was a bit confused by it for yeah. a number of reasons, <laughs> yeah. but um, I think I get I think I get the gist of the yeah. the general energy of the um of the voice note there, and I and I do like that he's um putting a lot of importance on this game because you know the crows. They got they got some power, but we need a win. We have to win every game. That's yeah, how it is. That's how it is. When it, it's big boy month, um, you know, you just got to keep winning, Noah. Yeah, when it comes down to it. But yeah, he makes good points about Laird. He's in some serious form. Oh yeah, twenty um, tackles on the weekend. Yeah, twenty tackles, and he's had plus thirty posies last eight weeks or something like that. Ooh. He's someone you definitely got to put um, some yeah, time into. I love him on the super coach. Yeah, so, absolutely. So he makes some good points. But we'll go with Scalesy here. Scalesy. Here we go. Boys, faithful. Ho, ho, ho. How good was that? Best win of the season for me. Best win because we can see the first three goals and we fought back not once, but the last quarter we kicked, Freo kicked those uh, first two. And we fought back. All those young guys stood up, absolutely loved it. Season-defining classic line from the media. Um, also, Rob, Robbie Fox, I loved his game. Yes. I think we need to get around him a bit more. Just those intercepts, the spoils, and just the distribution out the back back lineups. You love that. You'll be impressed. I said it last week, but Warner's my favourite, seriously. And he's, what about the scoreboard impact this week as well? Absolutely love it. And what about after in the, in the rooms when you went up to Horse and got around him, him and Horse, man? Ten years, ten years we're going to see these guys together. Also, I've got some uh, thoughts on the buddy deal, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, take a week to see how this plays out. I've got some real strong thoughts about what's going on in the media with this. Anyway, I hope to see everyone down at the Riser. I'm going to try and get down there this week. Yeah, get good around Deebs and Mads. Anyway, up the bloods. Good on your scales. Love it. Good on your scales. Now we'll jump across this. Even there's more on the... Um on the Facebook there, mate, but we oh, just... Oh, just on the gram there. Yeah, that we, we just don't have the time, I was going to say, do we jump into the Ask the Faithful now? We'll go... Well, you know what we might go with? Have you got any real special ones? <laughs> I do, I do. I've got one Ooh. here from an old faithful member, Tommy Flanagan. Oh. So <laughs> it was really good to have some input from Flanagan. So here we go. One of the Jump original uh, One of the original hosts. True Bloods, long-time listener, first-time caller, Tommy <laughs> Flanagan. <laughs> Sending through my whack of the week, and that goes to anyone who doubted the mighty Swannies as a premiership contender in 2022. We are on, baby. We are going for it. Yeah, look, we're in. We're making a serious tilt at it. I'm really happy with what's sort of happening at the moment, mate. I'm, it's yeah. building more. I have big confidence in my side. Absolutely. I do too, and I oh, just love to hear a bit of flatters again. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. And we've got one here from uh, Mads as well. He's. Um, He's just checked in with the boys. Faithful, hope you're all well. Mads here. Uh, I've just stepped out of the 
box of an unspecified big bank uh, at the MCG to just jump in and say how bloody good are the Swannies. I'm sure Debs and Noah are all over the analysis of what I think is probably our most important win of the season. And we just have to keep winning. It's simple as that. Absolutely. The bloody Swannies. Yeah, simple as that. Got to keep winning moving forward. Um, Love it, Mads. We love it, but... Thanks for the the contributions from the faithful. There are plenty that we didn't get through tonight. But, um, yeah, get them in nice and early and make sure you're featured. But we love the contributions from the faithful. Now, we, we've got a social question this week. Uh, Noah, have you got that one here? Yeah, I've got the Ask the Face Faithful up at the moment. Let's see if I can get this in one take, unlike last week. Yeah. Eh? Uh, while I, No, sorry. Hashtag Ask the, the faithful. faithful. Very important part. Of course. While we still sit sixth, we are only one win outside of the top four. How good. Crucial wins against the Dogs and Dockers leave us with our destiny very much in our own hands. Be realistic. Where do you think we end up at the conclusion of 2023? Best answers will be featured on tonight's podcast as always. Round 23. What Not 2023, saying? but that's oh. right. At the end of round 23, oh, yeah. that's all right, mate. But um, I'm gonna go. You're 20, on. Oh, you're you're on the gram, are you? I am on the gram. I'll head over onto the Facebook then. I'm gonna go with Alan Weatherhead. He said we have shown that we have the ability to match it with everyone. The cats, dogs, tigers, demons, saints, dockers have all fell fallen victim. We now need to concentrate and win the remaining matches. Incidentally. Surely finals will not be played in Geelong this year with 30% of the accommodation missing down there. Um, so I, I don't think, even if we managed to play Geelong, I highly doubt it would be down at GMHBA. Yeah. Especially with the restriction and with having, you know, the the South Melbourne faithful as well. I don't think it would be played down at Geelong. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, Geelong come out to play. Their fans are... They come thick and fast at the at GMHBA, and I don't think the stadium has the capacity. And I, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to say that perhaps Geelong fans might be stitched up in that regard. Yeah, I wouldn't um, mind playing them down there though. It's the I beach like house, the, the beach house, it's exactly the beach right. House for the it's, it is the beach house. For we the always go right down there. We though. played at home down there last year Basically. against West Coast. So exactly right. Um, it is. It absolutely is. So look, I'm not not opposed to it, and yeah. I might head down myself if it does. But um. Yeah, look, uh, it's probably going to be an MCG game, but um, depends yeah. depends where we finish, mate. Yeah, so. have you got another one there? I do. Oh, thank uh, God. Ryan, he's got predicted predicted his own order. Ryan Hayes, he's gone. Ooh. Cats, D's, Pies, Swans. So Ooh. how's this making top four? Yeah. Lions, Freo, just for something different and very possible given the Pies and the Swans run home. So he's got the Pies finishing third and us in fourth, which would leave us playing the Catters. Absolutely. Um, I've got champs twenty four sixty eight. Big champs. Good on you, champs. <laughs> I'm thinking if we get a few good percentage games and win four out of the next five, we should squeeze into fourth. I also tipped a Swans slash Cats granny at the start of the season. There it is again, Debs. Uh, should have put a pineapple on it. Yeah, fair enough. 
and still think it's a fair prediction. Yeah, it can definitely happen. There's, yeah. there's no doubt. There's a bit in that, though, isn't there? There's, there, a, few, there's a few people who've said a yeah. Swans-Cats-type rivalry throughout the finals this year. Yeah, I've got Andrew Hood, who says, we will get to the position that we deserve. I know that is not really an answer, but we have been amazing at times and very unreliable at others. If we won't... If we want to make a, a dint in the finals, we have to go from the unreliable to bankable to ruthless. At this, at the very least, on the lower teams in the mix. So, um, yeah. So we we just got to keep winning. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I've got CJ Brody ninety fourth. Unless we lay an egg against the Crows this weekend, hopefully not. Bit scared that we have the easiest run home. I like that because I'm also concerned about that because of our record below the eight. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, it is a is a slight concern, but we can only beat who's put in front of us, Noah. Absolutely. Um, I got Joshy Tag who tags his mate at Brendan Jones in it. So you know, there's a bit of bit of banter between the boys. He Love says, it. "For mine, for yours, for yours, Shoshi. Fourth is a great possibility. Need to make sure we can withhold Adelaide all all right form and knock off North and the Giants comfortably. Then we come down to the pie. Then it comes down to the pies and other results. Fifth slash six would not be a bad result either, with a, a final in front of the faithful at home. Timing our charge into the finals well, and I hope it's not too early." Um, I don't think it's out, we're time it's we're, we're coming into form at the the right time of year. Feels right. Yeah, Feels absolutely right. We're, we're not, you know, we're not in sixth gear. You know, pulling, you know, that that last gear to you know make a charge. We're yep. we're building really nicely and, and building the form that we need to. Like like a tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> That's it. We're just building. All right. Building. Building. Absolutely. So I've got um. I've got one more good one here, I reckon, and it is the night of Georgie Molnar. Uh, so he's left a comment as well. He says, if James Bell doesn't play, I think we do pretty good, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, got a bit of a worry so, yeah, out for... Uh, quick little slap in there, yeah. Definitely, and I'll we'll finish on Daniel Hill. He's a big contribu- contributor to the show. He says... I think the general consensus is that we should finish top four, but the ups and downs nature of our season suggests that none um, can say that with much confidence. At the very minimum, we need to win at least one final, assuming we make it, which we should, Hilly. But as always, Noah, that's been a bumper social seg. 28, bumper. 28 minutes of the best. There are a few yep. technical difficulties in there, Faithful. So do apologise. We always try our best. The, I do like to think of myself as a little bit of a music producer, as yeah. Mads likes to say, <laughs> Noah. But you, know, you are our tech whiz here in the studio, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, there's a, always a few glitches from time to time. So I do apologise about that, but we're just getting it out for the Faithful. We love engaging. Always. And we, and we might just give a quick plug to Ooh. this weekend, Noah. Yeah. Actually, we've got a couple of plugs to do. Oh, okay. Well, we're getting down to the Riser. Absolutely. The Rising Sun Hotel in Port Melbourne. Number two, Raglan Street. Uh, so, Mads, myself, Noah will be down there from about 12, 12.30. Kickoff is at uh, 1.45. So, definitely um, plenty of time for the faithful to have a few beers. Now, we're going to put on a bit of a tab. You know, a couple hundred bucks over the bar. So, first in, first dress. Best in, first dressed. First in, best dressed. First I would have thought, Dave. Something like that. One of those. Ones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, courtesy of the uh, 
wonderful merch effort that you guys have put together. Yeah, so absolutely. That just gives us, you know, a bit of a backing to do things like this for the faithful. So we'd love to see as many of you down there as possible. You know, a bit of bit of a rev up this one was from Maddie Donnelly. So I'm sure Maddie will be down there and I'm sure he'll shake my hand this time. Absolutely. He's, done, he's not going to not do that this time or he'll cop it again. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, no, everyone will get down there and it should be a good day, mate. Looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, look, listen here, faithful. These meetups, we've had a couple now. I've said this before. They're unreal. They are great fun to just meet a few people you've never met before and just chat Swannies because you don't run into many Swan supporters out there on the streets of Melbourne, unfortunately, and that's just how it is. But at these meetups, you're surrounded by family. Yeah. You really are, and it's great. Yeah, and we're the diehards. We're the diehards. And it's always yeah, just good talking shit about the Swans. Um, oh, you know, yeah. I love it, mate. Just uh, you know, waffling on to someone who will listen to me for once, mate. Exactly, exactly. But, um, yeah, so two Raglan Street get down there from sort of 12, 12, 30 Mads and I will be down there and Noel will be getting down as well and we look forward to seeing you Um, we've got a table book so happy days and the other thing we have to plug I don't know about this one what is it is the sign jumper by Dane Rampey of course and Callum Mills yes now it's pinned at the top of the Instagram and it's also pinned at the top of the Facebook so all you got to do is tag a fellow Swanee who doesn't follow the page, um, get them to follow the page, and you entered into the competition. There's no limit on tags, so tag away, and we will be announcing that Saturday morning. Saturday morning, the winner will be announced of um, the jumper competition. So it's not; it's pretty hard to get your um, you know assigned jumper these days, Noah. So we um, that will hopefully um, go to a, a very willing. Um, deserving recipient. Yeah, hopefully. Um, if you check your phone now, Debs, you'll see that I've actually tagged one of my friends as well. I just wanted to see if he'd ever listen to the pod. We've got at Debs Nuts. Yeah, that, <laughs> Debs yeah? Nuts. Yeah, yeah, just tagged him. I, you know, want to see if he's interested. <laughs> he might, he might enjoy the pod. Um, that's all you got to do, lads. You just got to tag a mate. Get into it. It's um, look, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Uh, get your friends listening to this podcast. It's uh, look. It's been a place for us Swannies fans to go, and I know this being a, a long-time fan of the pod as well, that I've been able to retreat to True Bloods for, you know, um, for years now, for All a few years. All your Swannies needs. All exactly your Swannies right. Needs. All sorted. So get get tagging, Faithful. Give us a follow, and um, we will be announcing that Saturday morning, but we will be back um, with the preview for that game on Saturday against the Crows right after this. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, dude? I love the Swannies. Oh, so do I. You know what I hate, Mads? What do you hate? It's how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it just kill you? Now, Faithful, I need you to jump on your socials. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So jump on there and give us a follow. If you listen on Spotify, follow and rate five stars. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate five stars and leave us a glowing review. The Faithful support is what makes this potty what it is. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies. Welcome back to True Bloods, the preview for the game this Saturday at the SCG. 145 Swans v the Crowies. Another must-win clash. They all are this time of year. Now you just got to keep winning, bank those four points, and uh, yeah, give ourselves the best opportunity to crack into that top four, mate. Crowies, you know, put up a, a gallant effort against the Pies on the weekend, um, but yeah, just could not get it done. Just got overrun there in the end, um, but they they definitely showed a bit, and they've got some class in that side. Absolutely, but that is the story of their season. Really, is that they. They fight hard, they've got great talent, but they can't get it done. And hopefully it's no different on the weekend, but I'm not necessarily 
riding this one up yet. I want to see how it goes first. Yeah, especially yeah with with some of the results that have come through this year. It's definitely you can't pencil it. Um, but any game in the AFL, you can never pencil it in. You know, if you're that sort of five ten percent off, you know the other side generally you know gets over the top of you. But we lost a 16 for crying out loud. Like I'm not, I'm not getting confident about anything until I see it. You know? Yeah, that's it. Until it's in the bank, mate. Um, Absolutely, that's it. But uh, I think we we are going to match up relatively well on the Crows. Um, I feel we can sort of, you know, put a blanket on their weapons and really nullify their influence. I think um, Laird is probably the big one who's in form. We did touch on um, before. He's in some sort of form. He's had 30. 30-plus um, touches in the last seven or eight games. You know, bulk tackles. He's had 20 on the weekend. It was the conditions for it over there at the Adelaide Oval last week. But Laddie's been, a, you know, a, a couple of uh, all-Australian jumpers and that type of thing. He's a quality outfit. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely someone we've got to put time into, I think. Yeah, he absolutely is. But I don't buy into it entirely. And I actually heard this from the the Crowject podcast themselves, uh, yep. fellow footy podcast of the Horde. Um that that they're concerned about his efficiency, and I'm looking here now. 31 touches on the weekend at 55. percent Now I know he does yeah. a lot of their work for them, and that's that disposal it was and efficiency. It was rainy over there. So yeah, it would have okay. been a lot of bombing. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand that, but yeah. um, it's it, it. I mean, he is certainly someone we've got to make sure doesn't get on top of us. Yeah. Um, and I think we match up very well, as you said. Um, you know, we've kept Brayshaw, who was. Who's a very, very quality midfielder, very could, high quality could potentially midfielder. Potentially leading the brown line. Absolutely, that's every chance of that. Um, and we kept him to twenty touches. Now, twenty touches is still a lot, but that's that's happy for happy days for us. Yeah. If we can do the same with Lead, I think we're looking pretty good. They do have other weapons in there though as well. Um, uh, ben Keys, I'll get to. He he gets a bit of the ball. Yeah, he's an in and under sort of you know really hardball gets type type player. Um, not not so much concerned. You, I suppose you, you always got to go one-on-one with those fellas. You yeah. can't just let them do as they please. Of course. But, um, yeah, it's more sort of Jordan Dawson off half-back. He's, oh, you know, he's been, I, didn't, I didn't want to go there, but absolutely. We have to, though, don't we? Yeah, because he's, he... um, you know, we know how effective his left foot can be. Um, he's a real driver and barometer for the Crows. We know all too well. Exactly right. So, look, I, I think you, you touched on it with um, Ryan Clark. I think he probably gets the job again on Jordan Dawson and just gives him absolute hell. Hopefully. If, that, I, if, that's, if that's the role he's given, um, I'll... I'll back it in. However, I am concerned about the height difference. Dawson's a big body. Yeah, but he's going to be playing on him technically. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, if he, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but yeah. you know, I think we're going to be into Jordan Dawson. I hope we I are. I really too. hope so. I think that could be a real catalyst for how we go about um, th- this match on the weekend. Hopefully, some decent weather up there in Sydney, and we can play our best brand of footy. But. We, we've got to get in a Dawson. He left our, our club high and dry. He um, did us dirty. He did the dirty, mate. Like dirty. He, If there's ever going to be someone who's booed, I think there's going to be a few boos at the Rising Sun yeah. on, on Saturday. Well, I'm happy to stay quiet myself, but I'd love to see a Luke Parker just get in there and get a good little rib tickler. 100%. All fair, all above board. But of course, mate, of course. He, He's done the dirty on our club, and he can cop it as much as he wants <laughs> for mine. Abs- for yours, Dave, <laughs> and for mine, Dave. I'll yeah. tell you what, um, you speak for all of us, I think, there. Yeah, definitely. Um, one player I am, I'm skeptical of is R- Riley O'Brien, Big yep. Bert. They yep. call him. Um, he is one of those mid-tier ruckmen of the competition, but gets the hitouts. Um, yeah. And I just, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not 
saying that I'm, you know, I'm concerned. I, I do think Hickey is the better ruckman and will beat him around the ground, but I just think it'd be uh, negligent of me to not bring that up. No, because he it, is, it's a big, he is good. It's a big task for Hick. He's um, got to step up after sort of probably not taking the points on the weekend. He's got to stand up against um, Big Riley O'Brien. He's has had the forty hitouts against the Pies, but. Yeah, look, he's every chance. He's sort of not as agile as some of the ruckmen. Um, he's, you know, he's on the other side of thirty now, I think, too. So he can definitely take it up to him. But um, yeah, big challenge for him. It's um, you Absolutely. don't you don't rock up and just win that contest. No, no, he, um, he's got to work hard. Yeah, Bert's a workhorse. So um, you know, Hickey's just got to outwork him. Yeah. Um, provide some maybe he's, he's I'd say that Hickey's a smarter player, and I'm hoping to see that on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, look, you've got to be always conscious of the All-Australian Brody Smith, too. Um, yeah, of course. You know, they, they always try getting in, in his hand. He's got quite a big right boot. Um, Off also, the half-back line. And though, sort of Dawson and Brody Smith also try to get around the back for that, um, you know, the, the goal from outside 50, you know, when a mark's taken on that 50-metre line. Yep. So I think they've got to be wary of that, too. Um, yeah. If those boys are hanging around the area, man them up. You can stay within the five metres if your player's there. So um, yeah. be very conscious of that because I'd hate to see that too. Yeah, look, and, and probably, probably uh, from what I can see here, the only other guy I think is worth concern, like strong concern, is Tex Walker. Yeah. He's an older guy, um, but he is playing still doing footy, it, mate. and playing, he's a smart player. Playing good footy to kick five in the conditions um, o- over there that that were. Mate, he's had a fantastic season. He signed an extension. Um, he is a quality player, but this is where you know T Mac, you know. Matches up perfect with him. Tex isn't yeah. a really big, he's strong, but he's not your your six foot eight forward. No, that, he's got know? a bit of lateral quickness about him, yeah. and that can really set him apart from other uh, key forwards. Yeah, um, he plays smart. Um, I, I don't think he maybe gets the credit he deserves sometimes because yeah. he's a brilliant forward. And uh, look, I'm hoping if Tom can take that scalp, yeah. I'm confident in him for the finals, but I'm not completely sold on Tommy. Yeah, so. look, I've sort of the last few weeks, um, you know, haven't been his best, Tommy. Yeah, I, I can definitely see what you're saying. And um, a listener of the show, Jimmy Wheeler, sort of brought it up, you know, mid-season that he didn't have full confidence in Tommy. Um, I've sort of seen what he's talking about now, but mm. up up until that sort of halfway mark, I, I thought he was playing pretty good footy, but I think he's in a little bit of a slump. Yeah, um, yeah. And he needs a scalp. He needs to take a scalp, um, Big T-Mac. He's obviously still... He's still a very young player, but... He is, yeah. It's, it is just... And I've, I noticed this, you know, I'd say as early as the bull, first Bulldogs game that we lost, um, he just gets a little bit lost at times. Yeah. Um, now, I don't exactly know how, you know, free his role is. I don't think it is very free. I think he is meant to stick to one guy, but he can get lost on that guy sometimes as yeah. well, and I see that, and there is... No week more important to lock up one guy than Tex Walker. Yeah, is there anyone knocking on the door um, of the the VFL putting their hand up for selection in the back Noah? line? Do you think, or just in oh, general? Oh, just in general. Is there anyone demanding um, a spot to come back into this side? JPK made a return in the VFL. He did, and I'll be honest, I found him a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. Um, he did have twenty eight touches, to be fair, but this is a an almost three hundred game AFL player, yeah. and I, look, he played very smart, but he just looked like he was, I don't know, going, not go, maybe not going through the motions, but maybe he lacked confidence if it's in his body. He just doesn't yeah. look as tough as he used to, and maybe that is just behind him. I Nah, see, I look at it a little bit different than that. Yeah. That's, that's, 
a player not spending all your petrol tickets on a VFL game. Yeah, that's First fair. game back. That's still 28 touches. You know, so. he's still got a fair bit of the ball. Um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want to see him going in like a wrecking ball in yeah, the VFL okay. personally. Yeah, But yeah. that's look, just another way to look at it. 19 handballs versus 9 kicks. So he's obviously had a much... He was like quieter in that sense, but he did make some really great decisions. Yeah, that's what we need, and that, that's what we need really. Um, yeah. it's I just you know I'm struggling to figure out who we take out for if we bring in yeah. Kennedy. It's hard. It's yeah. a really yeah, hard, it's hard choice. Yeah, and it's it's sort of you know Amadi had a little bit of an injury, but I love what he's provided up forward. Yeah, just you know playing as a, a deep full forward, he's tall. You know he you get it to a. Uh, a contest, he's always going to bring it down to ground for our smalls. Um, loving what Amadi's doing, kicking straight, taking opportunities. That's yeah. one thing we didn't mention. You know, those two set shots that um, Amadi kicked, sensational. They were, they were sensational. Again, and this not, is what and, I was saying. And it's not the first time this year either. He yeah. takes his opportunities. He really does. And it's so good to see. So hats off to the big Amadi party. Yeah, well, on the other side of that, don't mean to, to dampen that, but Logan McDonald has clunked Twelve touches. He when he whenever he goes back to the VFL, he steps up. Big twelve time. touches or twelve grabs. Twelve twelve grabs. Did Tw- I say touches? touches yeah. I meant like clunking grabs. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and the, huge. Some mate. great marks in there as well. Yeah. Um, nineteen touches, two goals, See, one point. That's nearly commanding a spot back in the side. It's isn't close, it? isn't it? Like Hayden McLean hasn't been able to pull that kind of game off since he went back to the reserves. Yeah. Even though he's a solid contributor in our ones. Yeah. He hasn't quite shown... He hasn't been bashing the door down. Yeah. Um, in the back line, uh, Will Gould, again, 29 touches, yeah, yeah. 23 kicks, looking really, really tough. I just... It's, just biding his time for an opportunity, and oh, it's not man, quite coming. It's so man. sad. It's... Oh, it's... Could, I don't know. Well, I don't think we might not see him in Swan's colours ever. I, don't I think, think there... You've got to look for another opportunity. You've got to look for another opportunity. But if you're Will Gould, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't... Look, I if it's not going to be one of those. If he was to leave us and head back home, I wouldn't blame him, nah, honestly. definitely not. Definitely not. And he'll probably do well for another club. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, Sheldrick is another one who really tore it up. He, yeah. Just he goes so hard, man. Yeah. He's um in the right spots, but yeah, no, I just no, don't know I if there's a spot I couldn't for see, him. Yeah, I couldn't see him coming back in. Yeah, um, no, JPK is going to be ahead of him, I think. Um, yeah. But you, they might even just build JPK up, up a little bit in the VFL, but Logan sounds like the one who, you know, put his hand up on the weekend. And That's I, definitely I'd like to one. see him back in the side too. Different player to Armadi, but... You know, I think it could even be wet up in Sydney on Saturday, so that it's sort of weather dependent. I couldn't see Armadi and Logan in the same side. Yeah, no. Especially look, Reed playing forward, you get very, very tall. So many um, tall players, it's <laughs> not worth it. But um, yeah, always interesting at selection. We always seem to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Uh, Noah prediction. Prediction, jeez. I've I've wanted to try the old, you know, go for. Put I mean, it's not even the old. It's we've never done it before here yeah. on the pod, but. Tip against us, but that would—that's. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I can't do that. So the Swans will get up by, I want to say four goals. I'm going to say we win by eight goals. I think eight goals. I think that's we're good. A, I a like lot, the confidence. A lot better side. Um, I think we've built some really big confidence in the last two weeks, and I think we can get it done quite comfortably, mate. Yeah, I like that confidence as well because you know we're we are hesitant, and and we have great reason to be hesitant. Yeah. About making these tips because of how some of these games turn out. Yeah, for well, sure. Who would have thought we'd lose to? Fucking yes, indeed. Yeah, look, they, it happens, mate. You're 5%, 10% off, um, and a yeah. team can execute on the day. But we've been in here for a while, mate. So 
we'll um, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> we will get through the tips quickly for the other games. Yep. Just uh, maybe a little comment if you've got one, or just give your tip. Um, Richmond v Frio on Friday night. Richmond v Frio. Frio will knock them off. Richmond are in awful form. Yeah, I think Richmond might come to the party. You reckon? Yeah, they could. They need a wake Frio, up. Do they? Frio's overrated. Frio's overrated, yeah. especially in Melbourne. I think. Uh, although they've won a few good games here too. Marvel so that, Stadium, so that's that a complete eh? lie. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, North v Hawthorne. Zero all draw. I don't know. Um, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide, Geelong. Port Adelaide, Geelong. We'll go Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. I'm feeling it. Uh, Brisbane. Pod Gold, Gold, Gold Coast Co- had their opportunities last week. Their season's over. Yeah, look, it's looking that over. way. Over. Uh, Bulldogs v Melbourne. Bulldogs, why not? Another pod pick. Yeah, Melbourne for mine. Carlton v GWS. Carlton. Beautiful. Go back to Carlton. Uh, yeah, Carlton win. Uh, West Coast, St Kilda. West Coast, St Kilda will go uh, West Coast. I'm I thinking... think West Coast has been a lot better the last few weeks. A little sure. bit, yeah, and St Kilda are uh, not Average going very over good. there. Yeah. And Collingwood and Essendon. Grenache hour. Grenache What a game. Beautiful. Um, I'll go... We'll be barracking hard for the Dons, mate. We will be. We, we will abs- be you know, for that reason, uh, Don the Sash. Yeah, well, that the, game. The, this is where the manifesting has to start, Faithful. <laughs> Essendon need to beat Collingwood, so jump on the Dons. The Dons, absolutely. Jump on the Dons. But just a quick reminder get down to the riser, 12, 12 30. Mads, Noah, and myself will be down there. There'll be a couple hundred on the bar. Um, so we'll have a few Frosties together watching the game kick off at 145. 145. You will be down there. We'll be down there. Um, get all the tags on the on the jumper. Hopefully one of the winners is coming to the riser and we can give you the jumper down there. But jump on that post on the Instagram and also on the Facebook. Get tagging. Follow the page. We'd appreciate But as always, you have been listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And as we end, everybody speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies.